Welcome to Sophisticated Mom, and I'm your host, Dr. Sophia, the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. I will break down faith-based advice and make it applicable and relatable to help you on your journey on this thing we call life. You'll learn everything you need to know on how to become the master of your own destiny. What is up, guys? Sophia here, your spiritual transformation coach. And today I'm going to talk about something that so many people suffer from, and that is what to do when people don't believe in you. So before we get into the video, if you are new here, go ahead and hit the subscribe button so that you can stay updated on all of my videos and go ahead and hit the notification bell. And then also as an FYI, just because I'm a Christian, that doesn't mean that you have to be. I do quote Bible scripture just to back up my point, but this video is irrelevant for everybody. All right, so without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it, shall we? Okay, so tip number one, People do not determine your destiny. It's like people can look at you and think that you are the most least qualified person to do X, Y, and Z, but just because they don't see you in a certain way does not mean that you are not qualified, that you are not capable, or that you're not able to do something. Okay, and so the first thing that I wanna do is I actually wanna get into the story of David. And Samuel was going to David's house or David's father's house to go anoint a new king. And so I'm gonna pick up from 1 Samuel 16, 6. At, you know, Samuel was walking into the house and then he saw Elab, the eldest son, and thought basically saying like, yeah, surely this is the king. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature because I have rejected him. And so continuing to go on, Samuel went through all of Jesse's seven sons and none of them were chosen to be king. And so then picking up from verse 11, Samuel said to Jesse, are all of your sons here? Jesse replied, there's still one left, the youngest son, he is tending the sheep. And so really this says something about um, David's family because Samuel was coming there to anoint a new king he said, come on, bring all your sons in here. And literally he forgot David. Really what this says is like, what does it matter? He's not gonna be chosen to be king anyway. So why even disrupt what he's doing? Because I know that he's not the one. That's what I mean by people don't determine your destiny because the crazy thing about this is that the prophet who is a prophet who can literally kind of foresee the future, like he didn't even think that there was another person. In fact, he looked at two is going to be just because people discount you, don't discount yourself. Just because they might see you as this, that, a woman, uneducated, if they see you as poor or somebody that they think is dumb or somebody that they feel um, you know, won't make it through college or get a good job or buy a house, okay, they can look at that. But you know you better than anybody else. And so I actually want to go back to the verse that I read when it came to Samuel um, 16, 7. And it says, For the Lord sees, not as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So how can you allow or and or believe what somebody else is saying about you? And just because when somebody looks at your appearance or what they think they know about you, doesn't mean that you're not worth anything. And so if you are saying, oh my gosh, like nobody believes in me, what am I gonna do? You're literally looking at somebody who is imperfect themselves and allowing them to pass judgment on you. Just rely more so on what you believe about yourself over what they believe about you, which is actually going to bring me to my third tip, 
which says, go after what you want, no matter what, and no matter what anyone says about it. If you, and you have something that you wanna do, you have an opportunity that you wanna go after, a business that you wanna run, you have to not care about who has what to say about what you want to do. And that's it. It doesn't require any one of your family members, your friends, your sister, your brother, your pastor, anybody in your life to believe that you can do anything. And they might even try to talk you out of what you believe that you can do. So basically they were talking about Goliath and then, and then the king was issuing all these awards for anybody who was going to slay Goliath, right? And so David came up and he asked, he was like, oh, hey, you know, what's going on with this Goliath? What's gonna be the reward? And once again, his own brother, like family, right? Said this to him. And now Elip, his oldest brother, heard what he said to the men. And basically David was just asking like, you know, what's the reward? What's, what's going on? And then Elip's anger burned against David. And he said, why have you come down here? With whom did you leave those few sheep? But David said, what have I done now? Was it not just a harmless question? So really, if you kind of see in this Bible verse is that David's older brother was kind of throwing low key shade. First, he was like, why are you even down here? Like, you know, aren't you, shouldn't you just be go like petting some sheep or something? Check this out. In verse 33, Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight him for you are the are only a young man and he has been a warrior talking about Goliath since his youth. And so here you have Samuel telling David that he can't do it. And then you have his brother trying to be funny, throwing low key shade, tell him to go tend some sheep. So they still didn't believe in him. And basically they were telling him that he wasn't good enough. And this was both a family member and somebody who he respected. And then David was still like, I'm doing what I want to do. So my fourth tip, believe that you have everything within your ability, your gifts, and your power to do it. I want to tell you a little story in the sense that I have my PhD now. Literally my friends, right? They kind of was like, no, no, you're not going to be able to do that. You're a single mom. You're not smart enough. I knew that I was capable. I knew that I was staying up every night to study. I knew that I had made a plan and I knew that I was gonna do it. You just have to focus on getting the gifts, the tools, the education, whatever it is that you wanna do, you need to focus on getting that to make yourself capable. So I wanna go back to David chapter 17 and I'm starting from um, verse 34. But David said to Saul, your servant was tending his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock. I went after it and I attacked it and rescued the lamb from its mouth. And when it rose up against me, I seized it by I seized it by its whiskers and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both a lion and a bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine, talking about Goliath, will be like one of them. And he was like, Oh yeah, so since you want to throw shade, while I was tending those sheep, these are the things that are going to allow me to succeed because I have been preparing behind the scenes. When I was in the sheep by myself and y'all haven't even been looking at what I was doing, I've been fighting like actual animals. Y'all been fighting each other. And so yes, I am going to slay Goliath. While you have been discounting me, I have actually been working to get where I need to be. And nobody is sitting up in your house watching you 24 seven. 
And so they really don't know what you can and can't do. My next point is like, you should not be scared of them. They should be scared of you. You might be scared to move forward because you're scared of what people might say. You, you are scared that what they said about you may be true. And now they have planted doubt in your brain. And now you are scared that you might not succeed. But it's like, no, you don't need to be fearful of, of them. They need to be scared of you and your capabilities. So I wanna go back to where I just was and, and finish reading the verse in the, um, in the story of David and it's verse 36. So he said, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them since he has taunted and defiled the armies of the living God. So essentially what, what David was saying, y'all talking about Goliath, he's a giant and that he's been a warrior since birth. No, this should go the other way around. He should be scared of me. So what I'm trying to say is that you don't live in fear, insecurity, um, all that negativity that people bring when they don't believe in you and kind of turn that around and say, you know what? You should be scared of me when I get to where I'm going to go. You may not be where you're at or what you're doing right now, but you will be. And so pretend like in your mind, like David hadn't even sl slayed Goliath yet, but he was so hyped. You probably thought he did. Like already get in your mindset that, that this is where we are. Like, no, no, I'm gonna do this. And, and you should wanna get on team me right now before I get there so that you can gain favor with me basically. My next tip is that you have to be successful in your own way. Now I'll use Steve Harvey as an example because he always talks about this, that when he wrote a paper in like grade school or something, middle school, he said that he wanted to be on TV. And his teacher told him, oh, but do you have any family members that are on TV? And he was like, no. And then the teacher was like, well, you can't be on TV because the only people that are on TV are people who know people or who are related to people who are on TV. Stop listening to other people that you have to do it their way or you don't have the qualifications to do what you think you can do because everybody else in the world has X qualifications, you don't and therefore you're not going to get there because you can't do it like them. And so we're gonna go back to David here and we're gonna go to verse 38 and so at this point, Saul was like, all right, David's going to go fight, obviously. So he was like, let me go ahead and give him some armor and a sword because that is how they fought then, right? And then it says um, that David, David fastened his sword over his armor and he tried to walk, but he could not because he was not used to them. And David said to Saul, I cannot go with these because I am not used to them. So David took them off. Then he took his shepherd's staff in his hand and chose for himself five smooth stones out of the bed and put them in his shepherd's bag. Okay, just because everybody else fought a certain way in battle don't mean I have to. And the crazy thing about this is if David had went into battle with all of that stuff on, he would not have won because I hate to ruin the story for you, but you should know that David defeated Goliath with a slingshot. So he couldn't go slinging around a whole bunch of stuff, you know, with all that heavy armor on. But what he did do was he did it his way and it didn't have to be the way everyone else was doing it, but he did it in a way that he knew would work for him. Um, make them a believer through your actions. Like you can tell people whatever you want to tell people, but the truth will come through when you do what you said you was gonna do. Now that I have my PhD, what can you say really about me being stupid? Or how can you possibly stereotype me as a single mom who's not going to ever have anything? They don't have nothing 
nothing to say because what can they say? I did exactly what I said I was going to do. And now you can't continue to say, I don't believe that you can do that because I have done that. Like that's facts. I wanna point out something specific because as soon as David went out to go, you know, kill Goliath, he was all happy and everything. Philistine said to David, and my dog that you come at me with a staff. He's clowning David. He's telling him he's gonna like rip his flesh off in the next verse. And he's looking at him like, okay, who are you? But that was only short lived. Here we have David still talking his stuff. And so David said, this day the Lord will hand you over to me and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the corpses of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth so that all of the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Like, let me, like, I'm sorry, I get real hype off the Bible. I know y'all are probably like, why is she that hype? Because I feel like you kind of have to visualize this. Maybe I have like too much of imagination that it's this small boy, it's this giant, and Goliath is like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to like skin your, your flesh off. And then David's like, oh yeah, well, I'm going to chop your head off and I'm going to feed it to the birds because that's how much he believed in himself. And so at this point, David is going to make them a believer. David put his hand into his bag and took out a stone and slung it. And it struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone penetrated his forehead and he fell to the ground. So that, that was it. Who else can come to you and say you can't? Like there's evidence on the ground of Goliath's dead bodies. There's evidence of my degrees on the wall. There's evidence of your business on the side of the corner in the form of a business with your name on it. There is evidence of money in your bank account. And what can they say then? And my eighth and final point is that um, half of the people who are not believing in you really may not even be doing anything with their life. So for example, um, the per you know, David's older brother was talking a whole bunch of crap about him and this, that, and the third, but we never hear from him again like after that moment. We completely do not know what happened to this dude. And so that just goes to show how significant he was. He didn't slay Goliath. He could have died in battle for all we knew. We, we don't know. And so it's like, why are you talking mad trash? Where is your name written down in the history books? Are you a war hero? Did you slay Goliath? Did you even volunteer to slay Goliath? No. And then as far as, you know, David's dad, Jesse, the one who didn't even call him in to be um, considered for king, where is he? We don't even know. The last time we saw him was in the house. And so really my whole point is that a whole bunch of y'all listen to a whole bunch of people who are not even qualified to tell you anything are they trying to do what you're trying to do do they have the life that you want to live are they making major moves in their lives and if they're not then why are you listening to them anyway that people can always point the finger really they don't even have the magnitude to pull themselves up and do something significant with their own life and so if that's the case then once again why does do they mean anything to you? Why, did they, why does their word mean anything watching? That is about it, guys. Thank you guys so much for watching. I will see you guys another day, another time. Bye, y'all. I love getting up close and personal. And if you want to connect with me and stay updated and get more amazing content, then feel free to follow me on social media. If you enjoyed my show and want to donate, and you can do that at paypal.me backslash sophisticatedmom on any mobile device or computer.